Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Welcome. It's good that you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for watching online. Uh, guys, if you don't mind me doing this, just know no matter where you are, He is there. He is there. He's with you. Okay? It doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter what's happening around you. He's right there. His eyes are on you. His hand is on you. And I forget who said this. Uh, I just heard this uh, the other day. Um, I think it was Wes that told me. He just said, listen, everything's going to be okay. In the end, everything is going to be okay. So if everything isn't okay, you're not at the end. Yeah? So know that. Everything's going to be okay in the end. So if everything isn't okay, we're not at the end. I like that. I like that. Okay, let's get into the scriptures. This is part two of last week. Uh, and uh, last week I talked about uh, uh, kind of like something that I've been meditating. I have so much stuff. I could go for four hours, but I won't. Um, it just keeps coming and I can't seem to get through anything because it just keeps getting deeper and deeper for me. Uh, but I've been uh, meditating probably for the last six weeks or so on the uh, on kind of like saying, okay, God, coming into the new year, what is what is the word for the new year? And um, I don't usually do that, but I just feel like I, I, I did it and I got something. I want to share it with you. And, and that is that, uh, you know, that our mission is people to set people free. And this idea of freedom, uh, understanding what freedom is. And I talked last week about how... Uh, you know, God has come into us and His grace, the grace of God has broken us free from the power of sin. The power of bondage has broke us free and set us free. Like completely, totally, totally free. And He has put inside us His presence. That's what makes us free. And His presence is His glory. And so God has called us to be glory carriers. We are to, called to be Gloria carriers, and as we display His glory to this world, it will set others free. It's His glory because when it's His glory that sets us free. If you remember when Jesus came onto earth in John chapter 1, it says that what? He was full of grace and truth, and we beheld His glory. So he was full of grace and truth. And so as, as, he, as he walked around, uh, he displayed the glory of God, the grace and truth of God. And as he did that, uh, things happened and he set other people free. And that's what God wants us to do. I was in chapter 2 of uh, Corinthians and, and I want to read that again to you. It's out of John, where am I? With my glasses or somewhere. Um, it says, John chapter 2, verse 3, verse 15 through 18, it says, Yes, even today when, when, when they read Moses' writings, like the law, right, their hearts are covered with, with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The Spirit of the, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, uh, there is freedom. So all of us, boy, that sounds loud to me. Am I loud? Maybe it's just me. I think you turn me down just a bit because I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really just talking right now. I'm not even loud yet. So I have a feeling when I'm loud, if I'm loud, yeah, yeah, you get it. 
So all of us who have uh, had the veil removed can see and, listen to that, can see and reflect the glory of God. For, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glory, glorious image. Or it says that we go from glory to glory. And as we go from glory to glory, we are changed more and more into His image. So as we display more and more of His glory, we display more and more of His image. That's what it's talking about. And um, just so you know, on February 3rd, I believe, I believe it's February 3rd, uh, I'm going to do a deep dive into freedom. Uh, this is just like, this is good stuff, and I think it's a little bit more than surface, but, but we're going to spend a good couple of hours in what I call a deeper class. And so I want to invite you to, if you really like the idea of freedom, really want to understand the idea of freedom, I want you to do a deep, I want to do a deep dive on February 3rd. I believe it's a Monday night. I will be doing a, 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 a real deep dive into that, okay? Uh, and so uh, last week we talked and reviewed about this idea that Christ has set us free. What does that mean? When we say Christ has set us free, what that means is that uh, He has placed us in a state of freedom so that we are free, okay? What that means is that, like it says in, in, in Galatians chapter 5, for freedom, uh, for, for, for freedom, Christ set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again into the bondage of slavery. So basically, he took us out of a state of bondage, and he placed us into a state of freedom. Okay, so now we are completely free. The grace of God. I used a verse last week. Uh, I think it was 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 or 9-1. Forgive me for not getting the chapter right. Um, he, he says this. He says, all things are permissible. Okay? Now this is Scripture. So I'm not out of Scripture here. What that means is you can do whatever you want. Yes, you can do whatever you want. The grace of God has placed you in a state of freedom and said, do what you want. But it goes, everything is permissible, but not everything is profitable. And I used the example last week of, 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 of Nina. And, 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 and if anybody has been here on a Sunday morning when we were able to have kids, which we will again, uh, Nina, I would say, Nina and some of the other kids are the most free in this place. I mean, they come in there and they just run around and they stop and worship a little while and then they go have fun and sometimes they'll run over to me or they'll run over to their mom or their grandmother and, and they hug them and then they get, they don't care about it. They are completely free. Now, sometimes Nina will come into a store or a restaurant and she's as free as a bird. And she comes in, she starts screaming. And we all, shh, why? She's free, but she's not using, maybe using her freedom properly. And so there's an idea that we're free, but now what are we going to do with that freedom? How, I want us to walk in maturity in that freedom so that we don't end up in bondage again. So in this freedom that God gives us, we're supposed to display glory. So as we walk properly in this freedom, all of a sudden the glory of God will dis be displayed in our lives. So think about this. If you can do whatever you want, is there some things 
that you would do that wouldn't display His glory? Yes. You're still free to do them, but they don't display His glory. So, what, what I want to do today is I want to talk about three areas that will hopefully help you increase the glory within you, to display and reflect the glory of God, to, to, to be free to a place where you display that freedom properly to the world. Okay? It's, it's kind of like walking in mature freedom, if I could say it that way. Now, in America, if you know anything about history, or you, maybe you don't know about history, uh, you, you might not know American history, but you know Americans used to have slaves, okay? Uh, they, they used to buy and sell people, and they had slavery. And, you know, uh, normally they took them from Africa, but there was Irish that were slaves at one time, and different people. Anyways, uh, along came uh, Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln uh, uh, declared the, what they call the Emancipation Proclamation. And what that is, is he declared, and, and it was signed and, and ratified, and it became law in the United States, that all men were free. So all the slaves, at the moment when they made that declaration, all the slaves were free, right? And there used to be these places called plantations. And in the plantations, that was like where the farmers were. That's where a lot of the slaves, there were slaves other places, but that's where a lot of the slaves were. And the plantation owners, they weren't dumb. So this, 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 this proclamation, this law came over all the land and the plantation owners, they kind of, I don't know if they got together or what, but what they said was, listen, let's be smart. Let's not tell them that they're free. Let's continue to let them think that they're not free. And, and so what they said was, they said, let's keep them dumb and ignorant of the truth. Keep them dumb and ignorant of the truth. So there were many slaves that continued to be treated, to actually think that they were slaves, and they continued their lives. Even though they were completely free, they were still bound. They were still walking like that. They were still acting like that. They just didn't know. And, and, and so the first thing I want to talk to you about is knowledge. Uh, it says their eyes were covered uh, and they did not understand. Out of verse 15, it says their eyes were covered and they did. What couldn't they see? What didn't they understand? What did, these, what did these slaves not know? They didn't know the pathway to freedom. Like they were free, but they didn't know how to get free. Does that make sense? So there's, there's a state of freedom, but then there's an experience. And there's a walk of freedom. God has set you free. He has placed you in freedom. But now you, gotta help, you have to find the, the, the pathway to freedom. And sometimes in this walk of freedom, we actually get bound. I remember uh, a year ago or so when we were meeting here and we were, didn't have some of the protocol restrictions and things of that nature. I remember one time we were worshiping and uh, all of a sudden I just felt like, yeah, let's do it. So I ran up on, on the platform and I said, hey, all you kids, because the kids were all like dancing. I said, all you kids, come on up on stage and, and start dancing. And the kids, they came up, man, they were free. They were just dancing and celebrating, you know, and they just felt so free. And then I said to, I said to everybody, I said, hey, guys, uh, any, any of you adults out there, 
there who want to come on up and feel free and dance. Come on up. If you, all you big kids out there, I said. And only one adult came up. Only one. And boy, was he free. He, he let loose. One of the children came up to me. She was about 10. She came up to me later, and, 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 and she, she said to her father, I was standing there, she said, she said, hey, um, how come when the pastor, she, first she said, I've never had a pastor have us let us kids come up and dance. So she said, that was so much fun. She said, but how come when the pastor asked the adults to come up, they didn't come up and dance? I think they lost their childlike faith. Like, woo. Because I think some of us are inhibited. We're worried about what other people think, all that stuff. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying that this is a path where we've walked into a place where we're not free anymore. Even though we're free, we're not experiencing freedom. And I think the only way to really experience freedom is to gain that childlike faith again. But then how do we walk in maturity with that childlike faith? So you don't lose the child faith, but you've got to walk in freedom. So one of the things it says here, it says, it says in verse 16, it says, when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is lifted and they actually experience more because where the Spirit is, there is freedom. So they experience more and more of His glory. So the first thing we learn is that in, in our life we have to continue to turn to the things of the Spirit. Continue to turn to the things of the Spirit. And I'm telling you, if at any time of, of, of your life right now, if, if we need to turn to the Lord, it's now, right? Sometimes we turn to worry. Sometimes we turn to other things. And those things do not display His glory. We need to turn to, to the Lord. Now, it's very interesting because in Romans chapter 6, it says this, because God has set us free. And it says, should we... Uh, should we continue in our pathway? And it says, should we continue to sin? So should we continue to do what we used to do, right? That God's grace will keep us free. That's what it says. It says, of course not. Since we have died to sin, in verse 2, how can we continue to live in it? And then he says in verse 7, for we have died with Christ that we were set free. See, that's from the power of sin. See, he set us free. And then in verse 16, don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? See, so we can sometimes move into places, even though we're in freedom, we choose to obey something that, bring, that doesn't bring us freedom and doesn't cause us to experience freedom. So this is the first, the first step to maturity is to move from whatever brings bondage towards what will it experience will help us to experience the very freedom that we're in. I know that sounds simple. Uh, let me give you one more thought, and I don't have time to fully develop it, but I'll say it. It says what? The fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. It says the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control right? Against such things, there is no law. What that's saying is you are completely free. If you walk in those things, you want to talk about experiencing freedom. Now that last one says self-control. And I heard that this week. It was really good. He basically said this. He said, God has poured out his spirit in us to cause us to have self-control, right? Because if we can't control ourselves. Something else will. 
See, if I can't control myself, something else will, like addiction, like worry, like doubt, like fear, like people, like worried about what people think. See, if I can't control myself, something else will control me. And when something else is controlling me, then I'm not experiencing freedom. And some of you might be saying, I can hear it. So, so I heard somebody say this. Maybe it's someone I'm watching. God controls me. No, 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 no. The Spirit of God has given you self-control. You are called to control yourself. He's given you the power to do that so that you can follow what God wants. Catching that, right? Catching that. I hope you're catching that. It's something that's more caught than taught. So this is the first of three things. One, that to walk in, pure, in purity, we need to walk in and move towards what the Spirit is calling us to do always. And as we do, we will experience more and more freedom. We will have more glory and we will set the world free because we're already free. And God's called us to set the world free. See, when Jesus came on earth, he was already free. Now his job was to set the others free. The second thing is it says, again, in verse uh, 15 of that, uh, that chapter, it says their eyes were covered and they didn't understand. Jesus said this. Jesus said, you shall know the truth. This is out of John. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Now, you cannot, you can't walk in freedom in a truth you don't know. You can't walk in, a, in freedom in a truth you don't know. So the first thing is a simple thing. You need to gain knowledge. You need to gain knowledge. Knowledge of the Word of God. Knowledge of the, uh, of the Lord. So like, for example, uh, 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 Nina, she's completely free. She runs around. She screams. She doesn't have knowledge. So her parents say, listen, you, I love the way you're free, but when we're free, we don't scream in a place. She's learning from her father. So God, you, 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 God can't, you, you can't know something unless you study. So our goal is to know the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God. So, uh, uh, Psalms 1 says this, very good. Says, Psalm 1 says, but they delight themselves in the law of the Lord. They delight themselves in the, in, the, in, the, in the Word. They meditate on the Word day and night. And when they do, they are like a tree planted along the riverbed, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves do not wither, and whatever they do will prosper. So how do you, everybody wants trees that don't wither. We want our lives to always be fruitful. We want our lives to be full of success. We want to prosper. Well, you got to do the beginning. Meditate on the Word of God day and night. Delight yourself in His ways. Delight yourself in the law of the Lord. That's how you will grow from glory to glory. And so, you know, look at the amount of time you're spending on social media versus the time you're spending in the Word. And oh, by the way, how do you know I'm even telling you the truth? How do you know? How do you see so many people, they, they come and they listen to their pastor and they never check it out themselves. They don't look at it themselves. How do you know I'm telling you the truth? You don't know. I could be lying to you. 
You have to go check out the Word. I love it. I'm telling those that, 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 that do this to me, I get people who actually, after I get done speaking, they will text me and ask me questions about things I said. They may misinterpret what I said, or they might say, Pastor, I'm not sure that's right. And I'm okay. I'm really good. I love that stuff. Why? I grow. They grow. We're learning. We're growing. Now, so you need to study the Word. That will continue to cause you to grow. These are all simple truths. Now, here's one. That may be a little bit more difficult. And if ever we need uh, to walk in this, we need to walk in it now. And that is this. There are things that happen in our lives. There are tragedies that happen. There are sudden things that happen. There are things that just kind of, you know, happen all of a sudden. I mean, look at where we are now. Who would have ever predicted, right? We'd be sitting around in masks. You know, I, you, know I, you know, all this stuff, right? You don't know, right? So there are things that happen to you where you don't know the truth. Like, you can't know the truth. How many times have you asked the question, why? Why does something happen? You never get that truth. You don't get that truth. As a matter of fact, I believe that a lot of times when we ask the question, why? Especially like, you know, like say, I mean, God forbid, you know, somebody's baby dies. I mean, why? I mean, that question will kill you, you know. Why didn't I get, why didn't I, why did this happen? Why did I lose my job? Why did this, why can't I do this? What happened? All of these whys, right? These whys. They come up. And I believe that sometimes our brains are so small that even if God explained it to us, we wouldn't be able to understand it. Can I get an amen? Is, I mean, am I the only one that feels like he's really dumb uh, and can't get these answers? So like, we had, so what happens to us sometimes is we, we make up half-truths. Or we make up these truths. So, for example, you know, like I said, a, a, a child dies and, and we hear these truths like, yeah, well, God was so in love with this child that he wanted to take, I mean, take him home. I mean, come on, it's just not even. That's not going to do anything for you. It's not the truth. You just don't know why something happens. Why all of a sudden does someone get in an accident and they die? We, you know, we can make up all, we, so we try to make up these half-truths to walk around in life with them. And they don't satisfy, they're not even the full truth, and they won't set you free. So I want to tell you how to be set free in a place where you don't have the answer to the question why. I just got right five minutes before we started this thing. Why am I in this place? I, could, I can't believe I'm in this place. I don't know why I, how I ever got here. That's what I just received right before here. So if you're listening, I sent you the, 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 the link. What do you do when you don't know the answer? When you don't have the truth? What do you do? You walk in mystery. You walk in mystery, trusting and saying, I don't know why, but I know the one. I don't know why, but I know that God is good. I don't know why, but I trust. That's why, you know, that verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Now, many of you haven't read the verse afterwards. So it says, and he will make your path straight. So trust in the Lord in all your heart. Lean out on your own standing. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Unless this happens and you don't know what to do. So you cry and moan and get nervous. 
It's not what it says. But that's what we do. And we sit around and ask God why all the time. I've given up on the question why. I'm not worried about the word why. Because a lot of times I can't get the answer. If he gives it to me, okay. If he doesn't give it to me, I'm trusting in him. I don't know why we're in this. I got so many words I can't use right now. In the situation that we're in right now. In this, in this craziness. I don't even like half the stuff that's happening. I don't even agree with half the stuff that's happening. But I don't have a choice because this is where I am. So guess what? I'm laying down everything I know. I'm laying down. I want to know you, Lord. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to walk in mystery. Trust me, walking in mystery will display the glory of God more than anything you can ever imagine. People around you, and here's one, I may talk about this next week. Here's the disciples, they're in the boat, it's crazy, it's, you know, the, the waves are knocking, God said to go in the boat, they're, they're, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, oh no! Jesus is sleeping. There's the contrast of someone who's trusting in the Lord and someone who, in the mystery, and someone that's just looking at what's going on and doesn't have any answers. Okay? Finally. Finally means pads. Let's make it sound spiritual. <laughs> this truth is the last truth I want to share, and I'll be quick. Um, when I first say it, you're going to say, oh yeah, of course, but I'm going to try to show you something. Finally, so we, we gain knowledge. When we don't know knowledge, we walk in mystery, right? Uh, we turn to the Lord when we, to, to experience more freedom. And then we, I'll just say it this way. We let others be free. We let others be free. We see others like God sees them. What do I mean? Okay, let's talk about what God did with me. God set me free. He put me in a place of freedom. He, he, he set me completely and totally free. He put me in the garden of freedom and then said, choose this day who you'll serve. Like, he set me free and let me be free. And then he said to me, he said, Donald, hey, Donald, guess what? I'm like, what? He's like, you're in the place of freedom. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, just let you know, if you go that way, you'll experience more freedom. If you go that way, you might not. You probably won't. You choose. Okay, God, I'll choose. And sometimes I choose to go the way that doesn't build freedom. But we don't do that with people. Like, so, you know, Arnold, come here. I'll just use you. Did it in the first service. I'll do it again. So here's Arnold. You know, Arnold's my friend, right? Arnold's my friend. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying, Arnold, you know what? I'm going to let you be just... I'm going, to let, I'm going to treat you just like God treats me. I'm going to set you to be free. You can do whatever you want. You know, I love you, man. I give you freedom to be who you, who God chose you to be. Now, Arnold, just letting you know, I'm a little older than you. So, like, I've learned some things. And I'll tell you, Arnold, if you go that way, I guarantee you're going to experience some freedom that I experienced. If you go that way, Arnold, because I know you're making a choice here. I know you're trying to make a decision. If you go that way, well, I, I can't promise you anything, you know, you know. And so Arnold chooses. I let him choose, right? Because a lot of times when they don't choose what we want, then all of a sudden we start controlling. We try to control them, right? We try to control them. 
We don't like what they do. So we, we tell them, well, you're doing wrong. We get all mad at them. God doesn't do that to me. Matter of fact, Arnold, if Arnold goes away and goes, does his own thing, right? A lot of times when he finally comes back, what is the first thing? I told you, Arnold. I told you the truth. I told you what it was like. I told you you are going to, and, and we, we, boo, 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 boo. Condemn, condemn. God doesn't do that to us. He doesn't do that to us. I can't do this to Arnold because we're supposed to social distance. But like what God does is he takes me in his arms. Like the prodigal son, he puts his robe around me. His robe. Robe of white. He puts a ring on my finger and says, Hallelujah, my son who was once lost is found. Let's celebrate. But when Arnold comes back to me, if I condemn him, I'm not treating him like God treats him. I'm not honoring him. Instead, I should just put my arms around and say, yeah, don't worry about it, man. I've been there. I know. Let's go. I'll help you. I will help you. Find freedom. Find joy. That's what will display the glory of God. Jesus did this over and over again in his, in his walk. He just walked up to people. He's like, what do you want? You choose what you want. Remember the times where he said, are you going to leave me now too? And if they left, he would just, okay, your choice. Let's let others be free. Instead of judging each other and condemning, I'm telling you, you can display his glory in this. And it's not easy to do when you have children. It's not easy to do with your children. It's not easy to do with those around you. I, I, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna close in prayer, and you know I'm gonna kind of like let these guys go. I love you guys. Um, we just gotta lay it all down. Yeah, that song we were just singing. But I, I, the other song I have in my mind is just lay it all down, lay it all down, lay it all down at the feet of Jesus.